Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. What's going on today, Freedom Fighters? It's Dave Mormon coming at you on the Home Service Business Coach Podcast. Uh, hey, I wanted to thank you, honestly, for listening. Uh, we have just such a loyal following here of people, you know, girls, guys, whatever you are, you know, who really want to just level up their home service business and take it to the next level. So, I wanted to just say thank you, you know, for for tuning into this show. Uh, I do it for for free. I want to push as much content as I can out into the world to help you uh, grow your home service business to take this thing to the next level. You know, anyone who's been around me more than five minutes knows how hyper focused I am on my time, and you know, I I want to really be measuring where I'm putting my time most effectively. Um, so that I can keep moving the needle forward on on my business. And there's been times throughout the last few years where where I don't always have the best focus of my time, but then you know I get back to getting refocused and getting set up again so that you know my time is being optimized. And I want the same thing for you. You know, I don't want you to just hamster wheel through your home service business and, do the same thing over every single year, year after year. I want to actually get you some help, get you some free help here through these podcasts. And, you know, hopefully you can just pick up, you know, one little gold nugget that you can go, you know, put into your business, put into your sales process, put into your recruiting process, uh, teach you tips, teach you tricks to, to grow this thing to the next level. So, I wanted to kind of camp on today's focus. It's not going to be a long episode today, but uh, I'm reading a, a fantastic book right now. It's called uh, Creating Competitive Advantage by Janie L. Smith. So I picked this book up just this week and, you know, I've started reading through it and I'm, I'm only maybe 25 or 30 percent of my way through the book, but it's going so good. I wanted to, to tell you about it and I would recommend you get a copy of that book. Uh, you know, the only real knock on the book right now is it's it's maybe a little bit old. Uh, and old, I think it was in like 2004 or something when it was written. So, you know, the some of the examples are, are slightly outdated, but the key principles of the book is all about how can you create a competitive advantage for your home service business. And so, what the book outlines, and I think it's so true, is like, you know, I'm asking some of my friends who have service-based businesses, like, hey, you know, what's your competitive advantage? And some of the answers, some of the people know, you know, clearly what it is, but some people are just like, you know, it's our it's our service that sets us apart, or it's our quality, you know, that sets us apart, or we're, you know, technically, you know, we're experts in our field, we're professionals, like, all these things are good. And they, I think they help make up who your business is. But ultimately, a competitive advantage is like really 
something that your business does that other businesses don't have and they can't just like, you know, go on Amazon and buy it kind of thing. Like it just, it takes time. You know, people have said like, you know, culture is our, is our competitive advantage. And that's like a pretty broad term, but I do think people for sure could be a competitive advantage, like especially in, you know, the home service space where we're actually paid for our services to perform a service. Like we can have all the standard operating procedures we want, but if we don't have the people in our business to really create an awesome experience, well, then we, we really don't have much of a business, do we? So, you know, I think that could, could definitely be one, uh, you know, I, the big point of this book is, is just causing me to think of like, Hey, you know, my pressure washing business, I understand that we send a crew in to do the cleaning. And I understand that, you know, we need people to make that happen. And I understand that there's like, you know, a handful of other direct competitors in our service area that are all gassing up their trucks, paying for insurance, paying for marketing, and, you know, clawing to hire the best people we can and give like the best experience we can to our customers. So, you know, I think just calling it again, the customer experience, I don't think that that's going to be enough of a competitive advantage to really move the needle forward. I think there's too many people now focusing on the customer experience that it's not enough to say that's like your only competitive advantage. So it's got to be something different that you do that your competitors don't do. And for those of you in like the soft washing world, it's like, okay, we all have a soft wash setup. We all dilute our mixture with some bleach and some surfactant. And we all, you know, rinse plants uh, before we treat a house. And so we all do a cleanup. It's like, you got to look for things additional to like, the bare bones, you know, I once read a, um, when I'm, I'm constantly looking for like vehicles for sale, right. For our service-based business. And one I read was, uh, you know, the options include, uh, four seat belts and I'm almost laughed to myself, like, you know what? It's funny that it's even listing seat belts because as a consumer, I would just assume again, you know what happens when you assume, but I would, I would think, that a car would just come with seatbelts. Like it just seems like it's part of the service offering. And so, you know, as, as we're in 2021 now, I think our customer is so programmed to like snapping their fingers and buying whatever they want on Amazon or getting any food they want delivered to their door with Uber Eats or getting a car to show up to their house to drive them anywhere with Uber uh, we we are literally guys transitioning into the service based economy, and I think we're gonna we're gonna be in there for the next bunch of years. Where you know this whole DIY generation, my parents' generation is like sixty to seventy five years old. These people like traditionally did their all their own housework, right? They cut their grass, they did their windows, they power they. Got, went to Home Depot, rented a power washer if they didn't have one or borrowed one from the neighbor. This, uh, this just isn't happening anymore. You know, younger people are buying homes. Millennials are buying homes. And the the baby boomers are, are not DIYing. They're not going to do their own stuff anymore. They're too busy 
their homes are worth a lot more than they were. And there's too many options now to hire people. Uh, and again, we're, we're programmed like almost robotically to just go online and seek out that service and get that thing booked and tick it off the list. And so, you know, I think for us, a competitive advantage for my pressure washing company is, is one of ours is that we make doing business with us easy. And I think, feel free to take that one too, by the way. I know some of my competitors listen to this, to this broadcast, but take it in your area too. Like literally, if you're going to do nothing this week, design some basic processes around how you make doing business easy for the customer. If you look at, like those are the businesses that win. Like again, I'm talking about Amazon a lot, but I just bought... I'm buying an iPad this afternoon for one of our sales reps just on uh, Facebook Marketplace. And so I'm like, oh, crap, I need to buy a case for this as well. So I go on Amazon and actually went in my recent orders because I just bought an iPad maybe or iPad case a month ago or so. But let's pretend I didn't. And I just go on and search iPad case, make sure it's for the right model, iPad 2 or iPad 3 or whatever. I think they're all the same. And I wanted a nice black case, so I picked the color black. I hit add to cart. Uh, I changed our credit card and um, put on the company credit card and put on the company office address. So I just toggled two little buttons and I confirmed the shipping date for Thursday. Today is Tuesday. Um, and I hit uh, hit proceed or, or whatever, complete order. And it's like, boom, done. And the email's in my inbox. I know whatever happens in cyberspace, I'm going to get an iPad case delivered to my door. I know this isn't like revolutionary for you guys. You're like, oh, like Dave's telling us me the Amazon process. Like I get it. I've done it a hundred times. It's like, that is the exact point. You've done it a hundred times because it's so incredibly freaking easy. And Amazon obviously is in a whole nother category of their own. But I think we can learn from them just on how easy they make doing business with them. And that's why one of the reasons I think they do so good is Bezos obsessed around customer experience. And, you know, think of you when you're on a website and it takes literally like four seconds to load instead of like two, you're going to bounce off that page and you're going to go somewhere else. And like, I look at a lot of your web pages, uh, you know, people I talk to and, oh, do you have a quick tip to serve up this and that? A lot of times like your website sucks and um, it's very hard to do business with you. Like I don't want to really call a number personally for me. I want to just click and request a quote and get a quote. And for us, we're looking at even revamping our process so far as like, I think even lead request forms are a little bit outdated. And that's currently what we have. We have jobbers lead request form, which is no fault of jobbers, but it would be nice if the customer would be able to book a spot right into our calendar to get a quote and they would get then a text message that the the rep would be coming out to do a quote and potentially even a phone call from the office just as a little backstop of like, hey, here's a rough ballpark for your price. This is what you're looking at. But again, I think you can build that all into your website and just make things super easy. So I'm not a big fan of getting like for our industry anyways, our, our average tickets are like, you know, $1,000, dollars $2,000. I'm not a huge fan of like adding to cart that amount of money because there is some variance with projects. But I think for sure you should be able as a consumer to be able to book a quote time into the company schedule and get updated every step of the way. 
And so my point of this is there's such a gap right now from, you know, the same consumers we're cleaning our houses for, they're buying on Amazon, they're getting Uber Eats, they're booking their vacation, they do everything online. Everything they do is like to serve them and make them happy and make business easy. So where I'm seeing this huge gap is like our same consumers are also hiring my pressure washing company. And I don't think we make it as easy as it is for them to buy something on Amazon, you know, and, and that's fine. I have no trouble saying that we have a long way to go to continue to make business easy. But if we look in our marketplace, I think a lot of businesses make doing business with them actually like incredibly hard. It's like hard to get a hold of the owner. They don't pick up their phone. They don't reply to your emails. Um, they're running around chaotic, trying to run production that they're not making business easy uh, to do business easy with them. And that's a company that's just not going to grow with the times. Now, everyone's saying like, oh, if you don't adopt technology, like you're going to be you're going to be obsolete, you know, and I'm like, I would agree with that. But I think that you're going to be obsolete in like 10 years. It's like, you don't have to do all these things I'm saying right now, you can literally just keep cruising and stay the same size and kind of let your business just coast and, and, you know, morph into nothing. So it's not like I think, oh, you need to adopt today, adapt today, and or you're going to be completely screwed. Like, I don't think it's that but I do believe you're either growing or dying. And I think if you're just staying the same, unfortunately, you're doing the latter and you're you're starting to shrink down and die. So I think the point of this is to just say, make business as incredibly easy as you can. Literally from the booking process should be easy to like getting a quote should just be easy. Like clients, sometimes we've heard in our marketplace, they need to like beg the company to come out and they're like, Oh, you'd like a quote for washing your house? Yes, I can book you in for 11 days from now at 2 p.m. on Wednesday. You're like, my goodness, 11 days from now. I don't even know what I'm going to be doing. I don't know if I'm in town. That just stresses me out having something in my calendar so far down the road when I just want to get it done right here and right now. So what we're finding in our marketplace today, 2021, clients want quotes like right away. It's like, if you're calling to get your house washed or your thing done or your grass cut or your whatever, I want pricing like within 48 hours, I would say. If it's much longer than that, I'm kind of docking you some marks in my head. So that's first thing. Like you need to be staffed up from a capacity perspective with a sales team or an office team, however you're doing your quotes, to be able to give an accurate quote, I would say within 48 hours of the request. After that, you know, if they get into your booking calendar, I would have a little more leeway of like, okay, they're booked out two weeks or three weeks. I understand. I called in the first week of May. You guys are slammed and I got to wait like three weeks. That's fine. If it gets beyond three weeks, we're finding that's a tipping point of people are like, eh, I'm going to probably just go with the other company because they can get me in sooner. We find three weeks is kind of like the last straw that breaks the camel's back, so to speak. So, if you're taking anything from this, I would be very quick to uh, I would be very quick to um, get a quote out to your customers, and then I would you know you not as rush like we got to bang this thing off, get it done. Maybe if they're listing their house for sale, you kind of get the hurry up offense a little bit. But I think as long as you're sprinting to get the quote out, clients will understand like, hey, I have two crews, they're max like six days a week. 
um, this is the earliest spot I can get you in. It's like, cool, we'll take it. We're happy with you. You got good reviews, book us in type of thing. So we got to make business easy. Like if you're going to have one competitive advantage, what do you do better than everyone in your marketplace? Well, guess what? Doing business with us is incredibly easy. And so do some thinking on that from the booking process to getting a quote. And then there's the whole production process. You know, how easy can you make that? Are, is the customer getting a text message when your text's on route? Um, is there a friendly conversation at the door at the start of the job to go over all the details? Is there, um, you know, a walk around at the end or some pictures of some sort? Um, is there, uh, can I pay my bill online? You know, that's a big one. Like if you're like, oh, check your cash, it's kind of like, ah, a little bit of friction there. I'd rather throw it on my credit card and not think about it and get a bunch of points so I can go book a nice hotel for my wife's birthday. Like that kind of thought I'm having of, okay, let's do it on credit card. Let's make it easy. Then am I going to get you know, a little surprise and delight at the end as far as like, hey, I got a postcard in the mail that's handwritten. It's like, that's a really nice touch. Or I get a call from their office that's just like, hey, wanted to follow up, make sure you're super happy. Is there anything we could have done better? Like clients love that stuff, guys. They eat it up and it's a competitive advantage. Again, it's the whole, you know, customer journey we talk about, but really at the root of it, it's like, you've made business so easy for me. And like, for me, I don't like friction in my life. I do if it's like, you know, fitness and I'm like pushing myself, like I get it. You sharpen the saw, you get better. But to drag me through friction of like a buying process, I don't think that really makes you better. Like if something's wasting my time, I get really frustrated and uh, and and just feel like that's the kind of ultimate disrespect. If someone is like long-winded or sends me a longer email, it's just uh, kind of gets me a little bit annoyed. So uh, I'm just short to the point, you know, get to the point. Let's talk in point form. Let's talk in bullets. Let's not talk in paragraphs. And so that's just kind of how, how I like to roll because I value my time so well. So, you know, I think me being wired that way helps me create a business that can respond to people who are like that in the marketplace. And I think once you have uh, a certain amount of money and income in your life, it becomes all about time and becomes all about where can I put my time to get the best effort. And I don't want to spend hours per day dealing with home service providers, getting tossed around with schedules change and, you know, not having an easy way to pay and waiting around forever for a quote and not having the crew show up. Um, like These are all such common things, guys, in your industry. And I get that you're not trying to make it hard for the customer i get that it's hard to hire people and it's hard to stay organized and it's hard to like you know go be professional at a quote when you just like came off the job site and you're super sweaty and throwing on a stick of deodorant and changing shirts while you're you know driving through a yellow light kind of thing i get it i've done this for 13 years i totally get it but i think just as an industry we need to level up and it comes down to our competitive advantage and how easy are we making business for customers so again if you do nothing this next year but make your business like 30 percent easier to do business with um you're going to be sprinting ahead of your competition you know where we're getting to it's like customers read our google reviews 
and they get our quote and they're like, that's a bit, that's more than I thought it would be, but I'm ready to go book me in. Let me know when we can get to you. We trust your reviews. Uh, we want to go ahead, do business with you. And so when you can have that brand name, that reputation as a, you know, a great service provider, and when your reviews say you make business easy, that's going to really help you. And so what I did to help you guys out and also help my team out actually took an hour and a half this past weekend. And I read through every single one of our Google reviews and on both our locations, it's I think over about 300 reviews now. So it took me some time to read through. Some are just like people slamming the five star, the four star and not leaving any words. And it's like, that's fine. I prefer more the text, but what really came through time after time was really three words. And I want to leave you guys with this because I think it's uh, it's what's resonating in our market. And I think you can definitely find some value in it. Uh, the first one was that it, it the word was on time. A lot of our reviews mentioned they were on time or, you know, if they weren't, they communicated that they were running late. You know, one guy even said like, hey, um, you know, these guys called me to say they're running 10 minutes late. He's like 10 minutes, explanation, question mark. Like who does that? You know, that kind of thing. That's uh, one thing that was really said multiple time after time after time again was they were on time. So that's a the huge one I think you can camp on. Again, making business easy. You don't waste people's time. You're there, you're ready to go. And it's like, we're doing like 40 or 50 jobs a week. Like for sure we move stuff around. We're we're late. We move a Tuesday morning job to a Wednesday afternoon. We move a Monday job to a Friday and bounce stuff around all the time. But it's again, keeping the customer informed. Uh, giving them a quick phone call, giving them a quick email of a quick time change. You know, is this okay with you? Always being respectful of people's time is so important, making business easy with you. So that was the first word was on time. The second word was friendly slash polite. A lot of our reviews were like, these guys are so friendly. Like what's with these guys are so polite. They made the experience so enjoyable. So that comes to the core value of like hiring people there's the competitive advantage sorry of hiring people you can probably talk a whole nother episode on that but for now we'll just stick to making business easy with us uh for, so friendly and uh polite the last word was professional you know like it was very organized it was professional from start to finish the people i talked to in the office and the crew was very professional they took care of my needs so it's if you can make your business guys you can be on time you can be friendly and polite and you can offer a professional experience. You're going to clean up. Honestly, you're going to clean up. You can charge probably twice as much as you think right now. And that's a big barrier I'm working through with a bunch of my students is raising their prices, being okay with the mindset of like, hey, I'm going to lose 55% of my quotes because I'm going to book 45% of the ones that are priced premium and that are awesome clients to work for. We're now morphing our schedule into all of our crews working on these like premium priced, great jobs for clients that expect a really dang good job. But when we can deliver, we get a credit card payment and we got money in the bank and a five-star review. So those are the people I want to go after. I don't want commercial jobs. I don't want contractors. I don't want difficult jobs. I don't want jobs out of our area. I don't want jobs below 300 bucks. I don't want steep slope roofs. We're getting so clear on the type of jobs we want because we know our competitive advantage is we make business easy. 
for our ideal avatar. And then it becomes a marketing game of how can we go get more of those ideal avatars. So I want to land the plane there and I want to leave it with you guys for do some thinking this week. How can you make doing business with you easy? Because we're 2021, 2022, 2023, as the years go on, give it five years from now, it's just going to be so incredibly expected, like twice as much more of just like, I can order my service at like the drop of a hat and snap the fingers and boom, it's like the crew is booked, I'm getting a quote or I got a quote, the crew's coming, it's all taken care of. And I think as our as our economy moves into the service economy, this is a whole nother chat, but we're going to really need to get dialed on how are we attracting and recruiting top talent from other industries into home services. And I think in time, I think you're going to charge twice what you charge today. And I think whatever you pay a technician right now, you're going to pay like one and a half to two times what you're currently paying them. Again, it's just a supply and demand issue. I see our market, our home service industry just booming over the next decade. And I think you're you're kind of strapped up to a rocket ship right now. That's how I feel sometimes at, at times that we're just growing so quickly and there's so much opportunity that, um, you know, not from a greedy sense, we need to get it all, but just from like a, a, a strategic sense of like, hey, there's a real opportunity on our desk, like right here, knocking at the door that we can go take and we can really plant our flag in our area as a, as a really great solid local business um, in, a, in the midst of a pandemic. So I think it's a pretty amazing opportunity, but it doesn't just happen overnight. And I think the businesses that win, it's not just like, oh, we got better service, we're better quality. It's like, you got to really niche down and be like, what are your customers telling you? How are you different? And so for those of you, listen, I know you guys are all about your Google reviews. Um, Go through like this week, read them all. Just like turn your phone off and read them all start to finish. Because the best way to figure out a competitive advantage is like, what do we do better than everyone else? Or why do people choose us to do business with? Like ask your customers, but people are so busy and and I wanted a broad sense of the view. I'm like, man, all of our customers are talking right on our GMB. Let me just log on to my Google, my business, read the reviews, see what they're saying. And I'm going to, I'm going to see patterns that resonate. And Google's kind of trying to do that, tell you like, oh, professional was said like 23 times and gutter cleaning was said like 19 times. It's like, that's like good, but I think just read them through and you're going to be like, my goodness, this word like keeps coming up time after time after time. And I would take that to your team and be like, guys, girls, we're going to camp around this word of, you know, friendliness. Like, look at all you guys, you're so friendly, like really instilling that what's causing customers to ring that five-star bell. What are the words that they're saying about you? How are you making business uh, easy for them? Because that is what it's all about, guys. It's Literally, whoever makes business the easiest this next few years, like you're going to win the game. And it's something I spend a lot of my time thinking about where's their friction in our customer experience process and how can we make it better. And again, you can camp on all these systems you want, but the root of your business in home services really is people. That's why a lot of home service businesses struggle to sell for anything above like a two or three times earnings of your net profit is because they are such people dependent businesses 
um, especially like, you know, sub a million dollars, you're really built up on like a couple superstars in your business, which is fine, but it's all the more reason to, to continue to want to grow your business because I foresee more and more and more and more and more um, private equity coming into our space the next number of years, buying up small service-based businesses and throwing some money behind them, some resources behind them and really blowing this thing up. And it'd be curious to see which big company, you know, I say big like Amazon, a Google, a Facebook, an Apple, who's going to really be entering our space and really planting their flag. Cause no one's done it yet. It's such a fragmented industry of like small home service contractors, you know, 4%, I think it's 4% of businesses in the home service space ever hit the seven figure mark. So the vast majority are these small businesses doing 80, a hundred, $200,000 per year. Uh, the owner stuck in the truck. And those are the businesses that I think could start getting um, bought up. But I think the bigger businesses will sell first. You know, we're, we're obviously not there yet, but I, I project, you know, businesses doing 5 million, 7 million, 10 million. Those are going to be the first ones that buy. But I think those businesses are going to start to buy the smaller guys like yourself, um, like myself in, in time. So I think the more work you can do now, make your business easier. Customers are going to be happy. You're going to have a better business while you run it. And who knows down the future, if you ever look at selling, I think you could get a pretty good payout for your business, or you could just choose to keep it uh, and have a management team run it and you can contribute uh, to however you want. You know, I don't think, I don't think the goal of life is to like retire and go chase a golf ball around a beach. I think, you know, one goal of mine is to have time freedom and free myself up, but I still want to have a couple businesses that I'm, you know, involved in, in coaching and mentoring. And so I'm going to leave you guys with that, uh, as a quick call to action, um, feel free to send me an email homeservicebusinesscoach at gmail.com. If you want to chat or you got a question about your business, I'll be happy to help. Uh, and feel free to throw me a five-star review too, as we're talking about client experience. If you're finding value in these episodes, throw me that review. It would mean the world to me. And uh, I hope you took out a gold nugget of here to make business a bit easier for your customers. Take care guys. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.